We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I am here today to give a general state of the Mavs uh, because, you know, I, I didn't uh, recap the previous game that they played uh, against the Portland Trailblazers, which was a win. Uh, they, they got a double-digit win in Portland. wasn't easy because, you know, the Trailblazers had – uh, several key guys back that they didn't have the week prior when the Mavs beat uh, the Trailblazers. They had Jeremy Grant back. They had DeAndre Ayton, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. So despite all that, though, and with the Mavs still being shorthanded, they came out with a 131-120 win. Luka had a 40-point triple-double, continues to you know, make history. Um, it's crazy. I mean – uh, and then they turn back around and they play at Denver, which we all thought, you know, was going to be tough. And it was, uh, you're playing in Denver. The Mavs have had the misfortune of playing the Nuggets after the Nuggets have had a tough loss twice this season. So not only are you playing in Denver, not only are you shorthanded without Kyrie Irving, Josh Green, uh, Maxi Kleba, Derek Lively, but you know, you're also playing a very motivated Nuggets team that just lost in a, a game prior to, to facing you. So uh, that's twice now the Nuggets have had extra motivation, and they came out and completely walloped the Mavs, 130 to 104. Uh, it wasn't because of Luka. Luka was great. 36 minutes, he had uh, 38 points on – 13 of 24 shooting overall, shot 6 of 12 from 3, had 11 rebounds, 8 assists. Now, you know how we always talk about, uh, or at least I'll, I always talk about on this pod, how the plus-minus stuff can be kind of deceiving sometimes because it's not really an individual type of stat. It's based on who you're on the floor with, and you know there's a lot of different things that go into it. But every now and then, there are times where the the box score plus minus meets the eye test. And this wasn't one of those cases, in my opinion, because Luca, despite, you know, being better than literally anybody else on the court for the Mavs, he had a fantastic game. Uh, he was a negative 29 for the game. And, 
you know, I think that's more to the credit of how elite uh, the Nuggets starting five is. Because Jokic, Jokic didn't even have like a big scoring game. Jokic finished with eight points, nine rebounds, and seven assists in just 28 minutes. He only shot three of eight from the field. So you have a league MVP having that kind of night, and yet you still lose by 26 on the road. And then Luca, with that fantastic effort, was a negative 29. So that just goes to show the talent discrepancy. Uh, you know, even when the Mavs are fully healthy, I feel like the Nuggets are still the more talented team overall. Uh, they just don't have many holes. I mean, you, you just look at their their roster top to bottom. You know, their starting lineup with Jamal Murray. You got uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic. That is, that is as solid of a starting five as you're going to find in the league. And – like I said, no holes to expose. And then their bench, their bench that, you know, had been averaging like 47 points a game lately uh, in their last handful of games, they came out and scored 62 points off their bench. Like, that's just, that's crazy. Uh, the Mavs just got completely uh, shell-shocked in Denver last night. Uh I'm looking at the box score here, just trying to make sense of it all. But Reggie Jackson, you know, he's he's always had something against the Mavs since his Clippers days. Every time the Mavs play against Reggie Jackson, he goes off. He was 9 of 12 overall on the night. Also had four assists, 20 points off the bench in 19 minutes. Uh, just, you know, overall, Jamal Murray, 22 points. Aaron Gordon, 21 points. Uh, it was just too much. It was too much for the Mavs to handle. And now uh, they're 16. The Mavs are 16 and 10. They fall from being third temporarily in the West. They fall from being third to uh, now being fifth and pretty much tied with the Clippers, who they face on Wednesday at American Airlines Center. Uh, the Denver Nuggets are 18 and 10 now. So they're still tied with the Nuggets in the loss column, but, you know, they've lost both matchups. Uh, to Denver now, and that could, you know, that could play a big factor come late in the season, depending on how the rest of the season goes with tiebreakers and everything. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I said it before the game started that, you know, this was probably, I wrote about it on DallasBasketball.com, this would have been a big, big boost for the Luka MVP campaign. And he still played well. I mean, to almost have half of your team's points uh, as well as having 10 rebounds and eight assists uh, and shooting really well from the field and from three and to still get completely blown out. I mean, I just don't know what else Luca could have done. It was just a matter of, you know, the team just being completely outmatched. Uh, so, if Luke had had a dud of a game and they got blown out, I'd say it hurts his MVP campaign. I don't think it hurt him last night, but, you know, I don't think it helped him either. I think if he could have found a way, if the Mavs could have helped him, his teammates could have helped him pull out a win, it would have been a big boost for his, you know, his rankings with the national media and everything. But it didn't happen that way. We figured the the chances of that happening were slim given how shorthanded the Mavs are and given that it's already tough 
no matter what the circumstances are playing in Denver. Uh, so all those things put together, you figured it was going to be a hard, hard night for Dallas, and it was. Uh, a couple more house cleaning things here before we move on to uh, what we're looking forward to in the, the Clippers game on Wednesday. But uh, something something just isn't right with Grant Williams. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm hoping this isn't the norm. I mean, it's just it's just weird vibes uh, coming from his his play lately. I, I don't know if he's hurt. You know, he missed a handful of games with knee soreness or a, a bone bruise in his knee. Uh, but you know, aside from the first, I'd say ten games of the season where he played really well and he was shooting like fifty five percent from three at one point which was never sustainable, to be clear. Uh, but since that point, he's just – he's not been very good at all. Uh, aside from that Lakers game last week, he's he's just been non-existent for this team. He had another bad game last night, in my opinion. You know, shot three of eight overall. Uh, only had seven points, was a negative 13 in 22 minutes. It's just uh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people on Mavs Twitter that are tra- comparing him to, you know, what Reggie Bullock was last year when he kind of you know, post. We're talking about post Western Conference Finals in 2022. Reggie Bullock, <laughs> just to be clear, there that's who he's being compared to, which is not a, a good comparison if you're in the same boat as that. So I don't know what's going on with Grant Williams. He's still young, though. He's on a pretty decent contract. They really need him to get going uh, if they're going to reach their potential this year. Uh, 16 and 10, I think if, you know, before the season started and given how last season ended, if you had said, okay, well, at the 26th game mark, the Mavs are going to be 16 and 10, I think most of us would have taken that. Uh, could it have been better based on how some of these games have ended, like the not completing the OKC comeback and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. But, you know, it is what it is, and I think they're still in pretty good position to be six games over 500 at this point in the year. Got to have Grant Williams play better. Derrick Jones Jr. has completely cooled off on his three-point shooting after – you know, having a, he's been hovering around 40% this year, which is, you know, by far a career high. I think it was down to 38 uh, the last time I checked. But, you know, he, he was 0 of 5 last night. And uh, if he's not hitting threes and he's one of the main guys that are left open from three, then, you know, you're going to have problems. He's in 25 games for Derrick Jones Jr., he's averaging a career high. points per game, averaging 3.6 rebounds a game, shooting 47.6% from the field, 35.5% from three, which isn't bad. But like I said, so let's look back at Derrick Jones Jr.'s last, let's say five games he's played. The last five games for Derrick Jones Jr., he's shooting 40.9% overall, and he's shooting – 15.4% 15.4% from three. That is rough. When you're shooting 5.2 three-pointers per game in that last five-game span and you're only hitting at a 15.4% rate, that's uh, I mean, that, that's pretty rough. Now, fortunately for the Mavs during those five, five games he played, 
you know, they're still three and two. So it hasn't really hurt them too much yet because other guys have stepped up. But, you know, it's uh, it's pretty rough right now for the Mavs role players as far as, you know, getting those threes to fall. It's especially bad when you're a team that, you know, Jason Kidd has basically said, we we live and die by the three. Uh, so when <laughs> when you take that in co- into consideration and you have guys not firing on all cylinders, you're going to be in trouble. So, uh, And look, going back to Grant Williams, too, he has not shot. He's shooting a career, not quite a career low, but he's he's shooting the worst overall percentage from the field since his rookie year. His rookie year in Boston in the 2019-2020 season, he shot uh, 41.2%. And this year so far through 23 games played for him, he's at 41.9%. Now, three-pointers, he's still shooting 40% somehow. How? I don't know. I guess when you have games like that against the Lakers where you shoot seven of nine, it really boosts your uh, your three-point shooting. But uh, let's go back and look at Grant Williams here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let's go. Okay, so his last seven games played for Dallas, Grant Williams is averaging, let's see, 30. He, over the last seven games for Grant Williams, he's shooting 32.7% overall. And he's shooting twenty eight point six percent from three. That's uh, that's just not going to cut it. I mean, he he makes he got a considerable pay raise over what he was making in Boston. Uh, he's supposed to be your basically like a Draymond Green light kind of guy, you know, a defensive enforcer. Uh, you haven't seen much of that lately from him. He's got to pick it up. I mean, there's there's no other way around it. Grant Williams, great dude. He's capable. He's shown it many times this season, but uh, he's got to find a way to, you know, snap out of that shooting slump if the Mavs are going to continue to stack wins and stay in the thick of uh, the Western Conference race as far as, like, having a chance uh, to be a home court hosting first-round team. So, you know, we'll we'll see how that progresses. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. had another struggle night. Three of 12 overall, two of nine from three, only eight points. Uh, We've seen, for the most part, Tim Hardaway Jr. has been pretty consistent this year. There haven't been, there hasn't been that many letdown games, but here lately in the last week or so, you can tell it's been like a, there's been an on and off trend with him. Uh, And that wasn't the case early on in the season. You know, at least uh, there wasn't, there wasn't games where when he's off, it's like really off, like two of nine or something like that. So uh, he's kind of hit one of those little slumps there. Uh, he was good in the Portland game, though, so I give him that. Uh, but anyway, we're moving on to the Clippers game on Wednesday. Uh, before we do that, though, I do want to go over some betting picks for the Sleeper app. If you haven't heard, you know, the Sleeper app is a great way to play da- daily fantasy sports. If you're into that, if you want to make some really good NBA picks, if you think you know basketball, get the Sleeper app. Use our promo code STEPBACK, all capital letters, all one word, uh, to get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Uh, again, that's promo code STEPBACK, and get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. 
for tonight's slate of games, Mavs aren't playing. They have the day off, and then they'll play against the Clippers tomorrow night. But tonight's slate, we have the Memphis Grizzlies against the New Orleans Pelicans. We have the San Antonio Spurs against the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics against the Golden State Warriors, and the Phoenix Suns against the Portland Trailblazers. So, uh, looking at first the first one I'm going to look at, I'm going to make three picks for tonight's slate. Looking at Boston Celtics versus Golden State Warriors, we've got uh, we've got Steph Curry over under on three-pointers made in this one, 4.5. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm going to take the over, and the reason I am is because Curry broke his streak. It was like 280-plus games where he had made a three-pointer, and that wasn't the case in the Warriors' last game. He did not make a three-pointer for the first time in that many straight games. So I feel like coming off a game where he didn't hit a three and he had such a poor offensive performance, I feel like he's going to come out and have a really big one tonight against the Celtics. Now, I don't know if the, if the Warriors are going to beat the Celtics, but, you know, I just feel like Curry individually is going to bounce back from that uncharacteristically bad shooting night uh, in their last game. So I'm taking the over on Steph Curry, 4.5, three-pointers made. Uh, Clay Thompson, 19.5 points. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I think Boston is good enough defensively that you know they'll be able to take care of Thompson who has had a down year for Golden State and then uh Christos Porzingis former Maverick 1.5 turnovers I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under on that I think KP is gonna have a clean game in this one uh I think he matches up well with the Warriors given the Warriors big man situation especially with Draymond Green out Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely uh, by the league for uh, that 
hostile act he committed against uh, Yusuf Nurkic and the uh, Phoenix Suns the other day. So, you know, I, I think with him out, Porzingis is going to have less resistance, and I can see him having a really clean game. So I'm going to take the under on Kristaps Porzingis uh, 1.5 turnovers. And again, y'all, if you want to test your basketball knowledge, if you want to go and make some uh, uh, some NBA picks or really anything, it doesn't have to be NBA. You know, it can be NFL or whatever. Uh, but go get the sleep wrap. Use our promo code Step Back, and again get up to a hundred dollars matched on your first deposit. Okay, so like I said, the Mavs—they're going to try and hit the reset button. They're going to uh, play the Clippers on Wednesday, and this Clippers team is not the same Clippers team that they beat immediately following the James Harden trade because you know they've already lost to the Clippers more recently since then on November 25th since the Mavs played the Clippers last which was a loss a blowout loss at home uh the Clippers have won 10 of their last 12 games and they've won eight consecutive games now uh coming into American Airlines Center so the Mavs are going to have to play uh street busters if they're going to win this game James Harden has figured it out uh, you know, ever since they moved Russell Westbrook to the bench, that seems to be a move that has really uh, kind of set the tone for the rest of the guys. They added Daniel Tice, which has been big. Paul George is playing at a high level. Kawhi Leonard, who has been able to stay healthy thus far, he's playing at his uh, his old level that looks like the guy that helped Toronto win the NBA Finals that time. So. You know, I, I feel like this is going to be tough, but the now the Clippers are playing the Mavs in a situation like what I was worried about with the Mavs playing the Nuggets going in that last game. The Nuggets had just lost the game. They felt the pressure to bounce back at home. So, you know, the Nuggets were playing at home. They needed to bounce back. They had a big performance because of that. This, you know, the Mavs were shorthanded, but Luka still had a great game. So, I look at it from this other perspective now, the Mavs perspective. is like, okay, well, the Mavs just got completely embarrassed, blown out on the road uh, against a team that jumped them in the standings. And now you're playing a team that's essentially tied with you in the standings in the Clippers, playing them at home. They're on an eight-game win streak. You're coming off a disappointing loss. I think the Mavs probably get this one. Um uh, now, am I going to put money on that? Probably not because <laughs> the Mavs uh, shooting is so inconsistent and we don't know if, if Derek Lively or Kyrie Irving are any closer to making a return. Lively, he tweaked his ankle in that Portland win uh, over the weekend and he didn't play against Denver. And then Kyrie, he's been out for like the last five games, I believe. Uh, so we just don't know who all is going to be available. But uh, I do think the Mavs probably at least have a good showing energy-wise. And if they can hit enough threes, I could see them ending the Clippers' win streak because it's, it's about time that the Clippers have a loss thrown in there. Uh, 
you know, so we'll we'll see how that goes. And then if they do end up getting a win against the Clippers, then you have a couple of easier games. Uh, well, I say easier. Houston, one of the best defenses in the league, but, you know, their offense isn't that great. Uh, but anyway, if you can beat the Clippers, then you have two straight games against uh, the Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs. So if you beat the Clippers, you have a chance to win two games against your in-state rivals heading into Christmas. Um, and then if you do that, then you're 19 and 10 heading into your Christmas Day game with the Phoenix Suns, who have looked pretty bad uh, this season based on what the expectations were. And Bradley Beal is out for several weeks for them. So he's not going to be playing in the Christmas game. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I think the Mavs are okay. I think they're in good shape. It's just one of those things where it's unfortunate, untimely injuries. Uh, but, you know, I think they'll be able to shake it off. And with Luca playing at the level he's playing at, you have a chance every single night. You just have to have other guys hit some shots. Like, if Derek Jones Jr. and Tim Hardaway Jr. just have decent nights, they don't even have to have great nights. But if guys like that just have decent nights on nights where Luca's putting up 38, 11, and 8, then, you know, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. And it's going to help the confidence of everybody else around you as well. So, you know, uh, it'll just depend on the other guys giving Luca a little bit more help. And I think playing at home and coming off a loss, that's probably, you know, that's probably the best bet uh, for the Mavs going into Wednesday night. But we will, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Guys, I appreciate y'all coming in and listening to me ramble for about 30 minutes here, or 23 minutes, actually. Uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. I really appreciate you uh, for all the support you've given to this podcast over the years and my work specifically on DallasBasketball.com. Uh, be sure to go check out DallasBasketball.com for everything <laughs> involving the Mavs on a daily basis. We have... Uh, trade rumors we have game analysis we have exclusive one-on-ones uh my guy grant afseth just posted one with uh uh cancar uh, from denver who is national team slovenian national teammates with uh, uh luca and he talked about luca's growth as a leader and you know all kinds of good stuff there so go check that out uh we've got one with Derek lively coming here pretty soon as well uh, and be sure to hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Uh, the, the channel has just completely skyrocketed this year, and I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, I, I try to stay consistent, come on here and talking about the Mavs at least once a week, and I try to do it more than that. But uh, I really do appreciate it. And we'll be back on here either, either late Wednesday night or sometime on Thursday morning. I'll have my guy, uh, Drew Johnson, back with me. And we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about then, too. So, y'all, I appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.